You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. I'm Tyler. So you just gotta take it a little slower. Thanks, Start Courtney. over. What? Slower. No, I mean, that time you did it, because you went a little slower. No, slower. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Now backwards. Now higher pitched, <laughs> but slow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. I'm Tyler, and I feel like I'm in a boarding school for wizards. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Gordy. I feel like I'm watching, um, like I'm watching Maggie Smith die or something. <laughs> Maggie Smith is my future. <clears throat> Just cling to life. What do we do on this show, Gordy? Uh, Carmen's going to read a fairy tale to yes, Tyler and I. That's what I'm going to do. Well, why, don't, why don't you tell them no, if you, you want to talk? No, you do it. It's your job. <laughs> She's going to read a, t- a fairy tale to Tyler and I, one that we have never heard before. And Not hopefully, even once. <laughs> hopefully one that you've never heard before, because we're staying away from uh, the Disney stories that you might be familiar with. Most of the time we do that. Most of the time we do. That. Have we done a Disney one? The Brave Little Tailor kind of had a Mickey Mouse That's thing. That's true. I do remember that. Yeah. We, we might been... have to do Beauty and the Beast once, though, because I've heard of monkey butlers. Like a like a weird version? Yeah. We've been, we've been Disney adjacent, but we try, <laughs> we try to find ones that don't make sense, that are not necessarily great stories on their face, and then we turn them into one. The mouse might have his sticky little paws in most things, but we find... Why are they sticky? (laughs) We find the places he hasn't discovered yet. What do mice touch? Cheese. Cheese. Sticky. (laughs) Notoriously sticky. How would you know? How would I know? Because I had a life before I was lactose intolerant. (laughs) I remember... The sticky remains. My life, my life is bifurcated by the, <laughs> by, by the realization. Does that mean that you go by like a separate calendar? By the, by the, by the fall of 2007. That, yes. Yeah, there's... You mean before cheese yeah, for you, B, BD and AD. He doesn't, he doesn't follow the lactose calendar. Yeah, I have a lactosian calendar <laughs> that's not good <laughs> it's fine it was a good 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 eh, nope not a good joke remember gordy. slower it broke me slower it was a good good joke gordy <laughs> <laughs> i hope you feel better about yourself mice also touch floors all day and that's bad they get sticky those are sticky Sometimes with jam. And they run, yeah, because people spill jam and things on the floor and they don't mop them afterwards. And Mopping is a pain in the ass. Don't let mice walk on you. Duly noted. Even if the pitter patter of their little feet is so cute. Okay, so yeah, we're, we're going to read a story. We have 
I think, two choices this week. Carmen usually gives us gives us choices in groups of three, and then we now we're taking. Usually, you're usually. just gonna accept that as normal now. Look, I mean, guys, that is what the data tells me. If I don't do that, you will continue ignoring stories, and our listeners will have to hear me say the Princess Bellaflor a billion uh. times. I've said many times before on this podcast that I, I call my own shots largely based on an accumulation of data, and everybody knows it. You should just do, like, a, a trust-breaking exercise some week where you tell us a different title and then read one that you want to read anyway. I'll know them. I'll know it. By the tone of voice. I'll, I'll tell. All right, so your choices this week are The Boy with the Long Hair. Mm-hmm. Which was that was on a- there last week? Yep. Yep. He, gotta- he loves metal. Yep. It was the Swinomish <clears throat> tale. And then uh, the Princess Bellaflor. A what tale? Are you saying Swedish wrong? No, Swinomish. <laughs> uh-huh. Where are they? The, um, a tribe in Washington. Okay. Washington State. <laughs> I thought you had like a mini stroke in the middle of the word Swedish <laughs> for a second. Not um, today. And then the Princess Bellaflor. Yeah, I believe that one's Spanish. I'm it not going to scroll down to check it. So uh, do you duke a, it out, you two. Do you have a metric? Uh, who do you think has longer hair? Princess Bellaflor. Well, I mean, one of them is known for having long hair. The but other how one. Long? The other one, like if the Princess long Bellaflor. Long for a man. Yeah, I guess I guess it's relative. If the Princess Bellaflor had long hair, don't you think her name would be Princess Bellaflor with the long hair? Kind of like Becky and good hair. Is 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 floor like flower or is floor like floor? Like her hair touches the floor. How do you spell Bella Floor? Um, Does it have a U? Or is it just O's all the way down? <laughs> Man, I wish I thought to organize this alphabetical by country. Uh, it's Bella, B-L-L-A dash F-L-O-R. Neither. Princess Bella Floor. <clears throat> it's your vote? Yeah. Yeah. I too. think she has the longer hair. I do too. I think I think this, this switch min, switch minish Swimmish. Swinomish. Swinomish. No, Swinomish. Sorry, Swinomish is what I think it's pronounced, and then we got yelled at. Well, by wherever someone. you guys are from, <laughs> Swinomish. If your hair was that long, I think we'd know about it by now. We'd have heard. We'd we'd know. So, I mean, it's cute and all, but <laughs> to Spain we go. The span the Spaniards are known for being hairy, right? <laughs> are they? <laughs> no, not really. Especially known. Not really. Plus, who wants to go to Washington right now? Which Washington? The state. Because I was not listening. <laughs> I believe the state. <laughs> yeah, state. So it's the state. That's a fine trip. I wouldn't want to go to D.C. right now. It seems like a it seems like a bad time to be there. Spy museum's good if you are in D.C. though. Check that out. If you haven't already. I think it's free. Okay, so this one is sourced from A World of Fairy Tales, the Andrew Long Collection, and originally in his Orange Fairy book, and it comes from Spain, of course, from, I did not take Spanish, so Quintos, Oracionos, y Avenidines por Fernan Caballero. Is that a place? Caballero. I think that's people. Okay. Don so, Quixote. Don Quixote. Si, but, esta fuego. But I took French and forgot most of it, so... No no help there. Para los huevos está aquí. I think that's something about... It's either eggs or grapes. And ne- I'm pretty sure it doesn't make sense. Necesito baño. 
That's a good one to know. Je try, suis la jeune fille. Try that. Try that one in Icelandic, and you will be there all day. What? Je suis la jeune fille. Mm-hmm. These are phrases we know in other languages. <laughs> this is a good segment. Okay, you guys are procrastinating. We're going to read the story. The, ger- the German word for ice skating is Schitschulaufen. I might have said it before. I'll say it again. It's a funny word. Here we go. <laughs> story time. Strap in. The Princess Bellaflor. Stop making fart noises with your hands. We are professionals. You know there's a guy on YouTube who plays songs like that? The Princess Bellaflor. Once there lived a man with two sons. When they grew up, the elder of the sons went to seek a fortune in a far country, and for many years, no one heard anything about him. Meanwhile, the younger son stayed at home with his father, who died old and left some great riches behind. This is kind of exciting, because I have no idea who this story is about yet. <laughs> yeah, could go a couple ways. For some time, the son who stayed at home spent his father's wealth freely, believing that he alone remained to enjoy it. Sure. Uh, One day when he was coming downstairs, he was surprised to see a complete stranger enter the hall looking as though the house belonged to him. Is it his brother? I'm calling it it now. It's his brother. brother. So this guy sees his brother's confused face and asks, hey, have you forgotten me so soon? Um, And younger brother rudely answers, I can't forget a person I have never known. Is this a story about hubris? Sure. Sure. The stranger replies, hey, I'm your brother. I returned home broke, found out that my father's dead. And I would have. And I came for the cash. I would have counted. <laughs> Here to the, stick you up. I would have counted my lost gold as worth nothing if I could have just seen him one more time. <clears throat> now he's sentimental. So the rich brother says, "Well, he died six months ago. Left you as your portion the old wooden chest that stands in the loft. You better go look Take for it. Get out. I have no more time to waste with you. <clears throat> I, I'm living my life here." I don't care about your adventure nonsense. Is there a reason for them to not be getting along right now? I mean, they didn't give us much backstory into, like, their childhood dynamic. I mean, does he, like, he clearly believes that it is his brother. Right. He's probably upset that he's not dead. Because then That's he, can't, true, yeah. he can't use his portion of the money. That's true. He did, he did lose out on a, a chunk of the will. Well... Apparently the guy didn't write a will, because this guy can just say, he left you an old wood box, and his that, brother takes that as... Do we know if that's true, or if he's making it up? We, we don't know for certain. Probably. Well, that might be in the will. Probably he's making it up, though. Um, so the wanderer brother went to the loft and found the old chest, which was falling apart. He says, well, at least I can light it on fire and warm myself, and the comforting <laughs> warmth will be a reminder of my father's love. This, this guy does not plan things through. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's kind of kind of into that instantaneous gratification. So he takes a hatchet to the box, and in breaking it up for firewood, he finds a secret drawer with paper in it proving a large debt owed to his father. He quietly takes the paper with him and inquires to the <laughs> landlord after the name on the paper. He found somebody's IOU. <laughs> yes. He's going to cash. In a secret box. He's going to yeah. cash it in like a... A college loan company. After your death, they'll still come after it. I guess he's not lighting that fire anymore. Not, not right away, anyway. His that- father's love isn't that worthwhile. Um, so the debtor is an old miser who lives on the other end of the village and who had hoped for many months that the paper had been either lost or destroyed. 
When he saw it, at first he was unwilling to pay, but the stranger threatened to drag him before the king, and the miser gave in. So far, everyone is upset this man returned home. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bad he news. Is, life would have been good without you. He is 0 for 2. He's shaking the boat. All right, so the stranger picked up the money and put it into his pocket and went back to the inn feeling like a rich man. A few weeks afterward, he was walking through the streets of the nearest town, and he finds a poor woman crying. He asks her why she's crying, and she says her husband's dying and the creditor can't pay and is anxious to have him taken to prison. Uh, the stranger offers to pay the husband's debts and his burial costs on top of that, so they're just he's dying, there's no fixing that. Um, and says, just go home and nurse him. So she nursed her husband well, but in spite of that, he did die. And he was buried by the stranger. Everything cost more than was expected, and the stranger only had three gold left at the end. Should it concern me that you're still referring to him as the stranger? That is how the story tells him. Even though we know who he is. Wander brother. Is it a body swap? Body snatcher situation? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did some vagrant kill the brother while he was out on the road and assume his identity? Is here to eat souls. And, I never watched and body also snatchers. do nice things for people. I guess, yeah. Maybe the body snatchers saw humanity and was like, man, you guys suck at this. We're going to steal your bodies and teach you how to be kind. <laughs> We're going to teach you manners. So, the, the ones that are still alive, anyway. So he's pretty much broke now and decides to enter the service of the king just to make a few extra bucks. He starts out as a servant who carries water for the king's bath and makes his bed. Which is... I think a fairly high-ranking servant position to start with. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> personal level. personal attendant of the king. Not quite. He's like he's got a subset of well, attendant responsibilities. But you're, but you're in that, you're in that sphere. It's a cut like, above the mailroom. Like yeah, you're not you're not mucking out stables. Well, he did so well at carrying water and making beds that they made him the gentleman of the bedchamber. So now oh. he's the personal. Attendant of at least the king's nighttime rituals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Um, when abouts that happened, his younger brother had already spent all of his inheritance and didn't know how to make any more money. So he goes whining to his brother, who now has, like, a pretty sweet job. And the elder brother is, of course, always ready to help everyone and spoke to the king on his younger brother's behalf. And the next day, the young man took up work. Give this jerk a job. Unfortunately, the younger brother by nature was spiteful and envious and couldn't bear anyone to have better luck than himself. So he spied through keyholes and dropped some eaves to find the king the, that the king, who was old and ugly, had fallen, had, uh, had fallen in love with Princess Bellaflor, who wouldn't talk to him and had hidden herself in a mountain castle somewhere to prevent... The king had? Yeah, the old, ugly king had Princess fallen in love. Princess of what? Uh, also creepy. Yeah. Yeah, being the gentleman of the bedchamber is high-paying for a reason. Because you have to... Because he has to jerk the king off? No. While he's waiting. <laughs> Hopefully not. While he's, while he's single? Because he has to personally attend to all the king's bedroom stuff. I was thinking, like, just get that stuff ready for the king. Like, bring him lotion and a Kleenex? Yeah, and then, like... Go tastefully sit in a corner somewhere with his and back pl- to it. And plug your ears. Whoa. <laughs> the, the king just masturbates furiously in the corner. Yeah. That's probably a real job somewhere. 
Okay, so the younger brother decides he's going to manipulate the king into sending his older brother to search for this princess. And when he returns without finding her, he'll surely lose his head. Uh, okay. That seems extreme. His younger brother's been a shit the whole time. It's fratricide by proxy. It is that. And for the crime of getting him a job. Yes, but not as cool a job. He's jealous. He doesn't like anyone to have it better than him. Which kind of sucks in a world where most people have it better than you. He knows there's a king, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's old and ugly, so he can kind of then balance it out. At least he's out. got that. Yeah. Well, at least I'm hot. Is he, though? At least I'm nervous. nervous. He probably thinks so. So he goes to the Lord High Chamberlain and asks the asked for an audience of the king for news of the highest importance. When he gets the audience, he claims that his brother knows exactly where the princess is, and before he can finish speaking, the king hits his scepter on a golden plate hanging from the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Good. (laughs) And orders Jose to appear instantly. He has a name now? He's no longer the stranger. He's been named. Maybe it wasn't his name. Maybe the king gave him a name like you would to a pet. He's named him, nicknamed him Jose? Yeah. Just to... I guess. Just to call him something. He was the stranger or the old elder brother or the wanderer up to this point. So Jose enters the hall really confused because now he's named Jose. And he <laughs> what sees, happened to me? He sees the king nearly dumb from rage and excitement. The king stammers at him to bring him the Princess Bella Flora this moment and if you return without her I will have you drowned. Whoa. That's not typical. <laughs> And without another word, he left the hall, leaving Jose staring with surprise and horror at where he had been. So Jose had no idea how to do this, but there's no use staying around with a king who hits gold plates and then shouts at you. Or is going to kill you. And names you. Yeah. So he goes to the stable to get a horse. There are rows of fine beasts with names written in gold, and Jose is uncertain which one to choose when an old white horse turned his head and said, Me! Basically, yes. Take me and all will go well. (laughs) <laughs> Jose that what I said? Yeah. Is that written in? Take me and all will go well. Yes. Okay, fine. Jose felt bewildered at the king's mission, and he forgot to be astonished at hearing the horse <laughs> talk. Say, bewildered at king's mission, not at talking horse. <laughs> he mechanic- not at the horse that turned around and addressed him. He mechanically laid his hand on a bridle and let the led the horse out of the stable. He was about to mount when the horse spoke again, telling him to pick up three loaves of bread that he sees somewhere nearby and okay. put them in your pocket okay i don't know how big pockets are or or bread loaves. is this is this one of the stories where the animal does all the work we'll find out i feel like it is so jose took the bread and he got into the saddle they rode far without meeting any adventures at all until they came to an anthill the horse <laughs> stopped and told him to crumble t- the three loaves <laughs> for the ants that <laughs> That is, that is not a good journey. <laughs> that you get excited by the roadside attraction of an anthill. Like, whoa, let's stop and check out this action. Finally, some excitement. Yeah, something to look at. So the horse tells him to crumble the three loaves for the ants, and Jose hesitates because he says, well, we might need the food later. And the horse reminds him that just do it, never lose a chance at helping others. You don't have to tell me twice, horse. So they do it, and the horse gallops on, and they entered a rocky pass between two mountains and saw an eagle caught in the hunter's net. The horse told Jose to cut the meshes of the net and set the poor bird free. 
Jose says, well, it might take so long. And the horse says, um, hey, remember that, like, don't lose the chance of helping others thing? Yeah, do it. So the mesh is cut and the eagle's free and the horse goes on. Ba, ba, dum, ba. <laughs> <laughs> Just plays softly as all these animals <laughs> exit frame. Okay, so they come to a river and there's a little fish lying in the sand gasping. Mm-hmm. The horse says, go save it. And he says, well, we'll miss the princess for sure if we keep wasting time like this. And the we horse says... We need him for our Ocean's Eleven team. <laughs> <laughs> We never waste time when we are helping others. Yeah, this is good. This is an animal magical A-team. Arn Thompson type, right? Yep. Um, soon the fish is swimming happily. They reach a castle built in the middle of a thick wood, and in front of it, the princess is feeding her hens. The horse says, I will prance for her. <laughs> yeah, you will. She Jose, will- check this shit. <laughs> she will ask you to ride a short way. You'll help her up, and I will rear and kick, and you say, I've never had a woman ride with me before, so you have to get up behind her to manage me. Once you're on my back, we'll go <laughs> oh, like the boy. wind to the king's palace. Yeah, they're going to straight up abduct her. Yes. Good plan, horse. <laughs> Solid horse, bro. Jose, look at me. We're in this to win this. <laughs> Doing it, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't puss out now, Jose. (laughs) You do exactly as I say. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I want to know where the horse learned all this stuff. (laughs) Like, what kind of horse jail was it in where it it learned how to be hard like this? (laughs) Next, Jose, I'll teach you how to cut a shiv out of hooves. Okay, so Jose did exactly as the horse told him. Everything happened as planned, and it wasn't until they were galloping ah, breathlessly away toward the palace that the princess knew that she'd been captured. Wait a sec. (laughs) (laughs) She said nothing, but quietly opened her apron full of the bran that she had for the chickens and um, let let it scatter on the ground. And she says, oh no. I've let fall my bran. Please get down and pick it up for me. And Jose answers, We have plenty of bran where we're going. <laughs> so they're passing through the forest, and the princess took her handkerchief and threw it upward so it stuck in one of the topmost branches of a tree. Okay, she's got a, a hell of a throwing arm. Sure. Handkerchiefs are not known for like, their distance. <laughs> Wind resistance? Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, oh me, how stupid. I have let my handkerchief blow away. Will you climb up and get it for me? Jose answers, we will find plenty of handkerchiefs where we're going. (laughs) So they reach the river, and the princess slips the ring off her finger and lets it roll in the river. She begins to sob, saying, oh, how careless of me. I have lost my favorite ring. Do stop for a moment and look if you can see it. Jose says, we'll find plenty of rings where we're going. So they reach the the palace, the king's... Heart was bounding with joy at seeing his beloved Bella Flor, but the princess brushed him aside as if he had been a fly and locked herself in the nearest room and vowed not to open it. Sure. She she just assumed during all that riding that saying, hey, let me down, wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. She had backup plans. I think this was an honest case of miscommunication or misunderstanding. So all she would say through the door of her shut room was bring me the three things I lost on my way and perhaps I might think about marrying you so in despair the king is driven to take counsel of Jose and tells him 
that he can see no remedy but to make him go and get the stuff or he'll have him drowned. New quest! Which is like an oddly calm way of saying, like, there's no way around it. I gotta send you out or I guess I have to drown you. You know what's always fun? Backtracking. Yep. Just pad this out by seeing the same stuff again. That's the best part of video games. Go back and get the things and then come back here again. It's like that part in Metal Gear Solid 2. Or Metal Gear Solid 1. <laughs> Jose was a lot as much troubled by this, having thought he'd done everything he needed to prevent himself from drowning. But he goes to consult his friend horse. Jose has never been in the employ of a king before. You're always in danger of drowning. As soon as he hears about something shiny, your life is forfeit unless you get it to wear him. His horse at the tattoo shop getting new ink. <laughs> yes. The horse I'd says, like to see that. No worries, man. Let's go. I'm pretty sure it's animal cruelty to tattoo a horse. Even if he pays for it? <laughs> well, if, if, if they pay and ask you, that's probably okay. <laughs> but I think horses would look pretty cool with tattoos. I want a heart with mom in it. <laughs> I want one of those horses with patches to get faces in the patches. I think that'd be a good look. Faces? <laughs> yeah. Whose faces? Anybody's face. Just, just like Rosie yeah. O'Donnell and Betty yeah. White staring at you from the side you of a, gotta get a, a pinto. You got to get a good tattoo artist who knows celebrity head shapes really well. How about how about if horses, horses just like turn into those diners where they put up pictures of people who've been there, like people who've ridden me? Yeah, the king rode me once, and they get that tattooed on. Okay, so the horse takes him to the anthill and stops and asks Jose if he would like to get that bran. And Jose says, well, what's the use? And the horse says, well, ask Guess the ants. Guess who has it, idiot? Ask the ants to fetch it for you, and if some of it has been scattered by the wind, they can bring in its place the grains that were in the loaves you gave them. Because she's definitely going to know how many grains of bran she lost. Right. Um... Jose listened to the horse, but didn't much believe him, but he had no plan of his own, so he gave it a shot. So he sat under the tree and, and waited while the horse ate some grass, and the horse said, Hey, look. And Jose looked behind him and saw a little mountain of bran, which he put into a bag hung over the horse's saddle. You say he ate grass, but I'm going to imagine that he was smoking some dank weed. <laughs> yeah, smoke, smoke grass. He's chugging a fat one. And then he hotboxed the ants. <laughs> <laughs> As a prize for bringing them the bran. <laughs> can, can we induct horses into the Church of the Knife? <laughs> is, is that allowed? The, do you think this horse qualifies? <laughs> I, I'm getting kind of a vibe off this horse. Maybe it can be like a contract horse. Because they do, I mean, Robber Girl rides a horse. Yeah, she, so well, she rides an a deer. elk. No, she a rides a horse at the end. Oh, well. She threatens a deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she steals one of the carriage horses, so she's got like a sweet mount. So if the Church of the Knife needs to like ride out, they need other sweet mounts. And I think this one would be a good contract horse. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so the horse tells them good deeds bear fruit sooner or later, but now mount up because we've got a far, long way to go. So they get to the tree with a handkerchief hanging from the topmost branch, and the horse suggests that he maybe call on the eagle, and they do that, and it works. <laughs> They get to the river, but a great deal of rain had fallen. The river was dark and troubling. The horse suggests the fish. Jose calls. The fish brings the ring. You know the, you know the drill. We've yep, been here and yeah. done this before. 
Um, so Jose returns to the palace with all the stuff, but when the king took the precious ob objects to Bellaflor, she said, I won't open the door until the bandit who had carried me off has been fried in oil. Oh. So the king... <laughs> Jose, do we have an animal for that? <laughs> Let's go. Who do we help? Uh, the king apologizes to Jose. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Says, hey, I'd rather not do this, but you see, I have no choice. Uh-oh. So while the oil is being heated, Jose went to ask his horse for some advice. <laughs> horse, my only friend. What do you got for this situation? The horse says, nah, bro, it's cool. Get on my back and we'll run around till I'm super sweaty. And then <laughs> we'll rub the sweat on your skin. And no matter how hot the oil is, you won't feel it. Ooh, yeah. Horse, horse, I don't believe you. The horse has had way too much weed at this point. Let's go with that. <laughs> nah, dude. Nah, bro. I got, yeah, maybe, got this great plan. Maybe you should have had a few bowls less on the way over. <laughs> Jose didn't ask any questions, just did as he was told. And the men wondered at his cheerful face as they lowered him into the cauldron of oil. He and then he screamed in agony. They left him there till Bella Floor, I guess, got a conscience and cried that he must be cooked enough by now. And out came a youth so young and handsome that everyone fell in love with him, but especially Bellaflor. Mm. Uh, okay. The, as for the old king, he saw that he lost his game, and in despair flung himself in the, into the cauldron and fried himself up. Unnecessary. And then Jose was proclaimed king on the condition that he marry Bellaflor. <sighs> what? Which he promised to do the next day. Later. I'm tired. <laughs> but first he went to the stables for his horse and said, Hey man, I owe you my life and my crown. Why did you help me? And the horse said, I am the soul of that unhappy man for whom you spent all your fortune. When I saw you in danger of death, I begged that I might help you as you helped me. For as I told you, good deeds bear their own fruit. Twist. Uh, remember like a poor woman was crying because her husband was in debt and dying and the creditor was like yeah, on a while backs. ago yeah and he a very was, long time ago yeah that guy died and his soul came back as a skinny horse with powers but this okay this will be for discussion yeah. <laughs> which we can do now because that's questions. the end of the story you have questions i can tell yeah uh this the horse uh-huh the reincarnation yep. of a man that he met like a few months ago. Uh-huh. This horse was around before that, presumably. Horses don't just appear. Body well, snatcher. We don't know how how much time transpired exactly, do we? Not uh, enough for a horse to grow up. I mean, maybe. He had to get a job and then like work his way up to being the up king's right-hand lube provider. boy. Right. <laughs> I, I My question like, is, did this man kick a soul's horse, or a horse's soul, <laughs> out of a horse Did he possess over a horse? Did he possess a horse, or did he did he get put into a fresh new one? Yeah. Um, well, we don't, we don't know. I feel like, maybe this is related to my, I don't know if it's a question, but it's an observation. Uh, which is, I, I feel like this creditor, not the creditor, the, uh, the dead guy would have done a lot better if he had the same attitude that he did when he was a horse. 
Because that was a get shit done kind of horse. Yeah. And apparently his human form was not the same. Yeah. Also, if he'd smoke some, like, good kush. So <laughs> maybe maybe it's not exactly the same spirit. Maybe he got mixed with a horse spirit. Well, it the, is. The, the eternal drive of a horse to achieve. Yes. It is a very skinny horse. So maybe it was, like, a crack addict horse. What? At the end of his what? life. You and know like, those crack addict horses. <laughs> yeah. And then he he introduced the the horse's body. Like, he took over the horse's body. So he's, like, doing two two good deeds in one. And this horse was at the end of his <laughs> his life, um, like, wasting his time on hard drugs. Yeah, okay. Um, and then this, this horse comes and introduces him to the healing power of weed. And the appetite that brings, so it's like putting weight back on, helping this crack addict horse get over his addiction. Replace so the it. horse, you're saying that the horse is still in there. Yeah. There's two souls it's, in this it's horse. It's trapped. Horses are big. <laughs> Takes a lot to push a horse soul out of its body once you it's imprinted. push it elsewhere. Yeah, it's just like hanging out in the flank. Horses have two hearts, right? This is a common fact. Biologically. Uh-huh. Or is it two brains? one of those because one is near the tail because it controls the tail Mm -hmm. and the hind legs yeah i had a cat with two brains once she had a butt brain and a head brain they operate not not biologically (laughs) but her her butt and her head operated on completely different wavelengths like one would move her butt brain was a lot faster than her head brain though because if you if you like did the startling sudden movement thing her butt would jump up and we kind of drag her front half with her. And every now and was... then, her tail would have to hit her in the face to remind her to clean it. I hoped that was true for a second. <laughs> Scientifically? Yeah. No, nothing we've said is science today. Here, here's a question I have with bigger implications. How many people are there usually in a horse costume? Two. I would think. Typically. Typically two. Yeah. Two humans. Yeah. Usually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean that two human souls fit inside of a horse? That stands to reason. Yeah. See, it's, so this, it takes... this horse has a, has a horse soul and a human soul in it. There's it's only, a soul and a half. There's only... Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. There's okay. only enough, like, animus in a, in a human soul to propel one half of a horse. <laughs> right. Because we don't have the powerful spirit of a horse. Right. But this horse had whittled his powerful spirit down with crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. And so it was now the equivalent of a human soul. It's like the beginning of Kingdom Hearts. Sure, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Whatever. You're the only expert on that here. Birth by sleep. I don't I don't play fan fiction the video game. So this so this entire horse, like as a as a complete unit, yeah. is one half horse crack addict. <laughs> the other half is man who died in debt. <laughs> yes. Which, and those two may have some overlap. <laughs> it is it is surprising that this horse has uh, emerged in the story as um as uh, as as strong a leader as it was. Right. Those somehow those two components. Uh, have formed a champion. It's like when you multiply a negative by a negative, it becomes positive. 
I think that's what happens. Same works with a soul. He's Hollywood's inspirational inner city (laughs) kid who like pulled himself up by the the hoof straps straps. and then died and went into a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that how City of God ends? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Speaking of Brazil, were we? Well, and the other one. Kind of. If you listened on Sunday, we were mentioned Brazil. Uh, I don't think I listened on Sunday. What? The Terry Gilliam movie? No, Rio de Janeiro. Oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. If you listened to the Ramble cast, that was about Brazilian probably animation. released on Sunday. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I have. I, I guess this king did not have an heir. Evidently. And I, I don't know how this guy got himself made king. Like, how did he jump to the head of the line of succession? They just watched this man get dipped in hot oil and come out hot, like, in I a mean, sexy way, not yeah. dead. I mean, I guess. I guess that's... I mean, it's as good a reason as... as You don't cross a man who, <laughs> who can fry and have him come out sexy <laughs> sure. and younger. Sure. I mean, came out golden brown like a... <laughs> chicken wing <laughs> the human chicken wing <laughs> just crispy and delightful yeah um yeah i mean i guess that is as reasonable a basis as a system of government than anything else we have going on in the world this king was very ugly he was and he was he was thirsty for this princess he definitely was so i have to assume that he did not have an heir uh, yeah, I guess he was never married before, but it, like they never lined anybody else up either. Like, hey, you're <laughs> they, like there was you're no old. backup plan. I'm gonna live forever. Like, you're old, just in case. Maybe we should line up somebody else. And he should said, "We talk he, about what happens." And he said, "No, don't worry about it." He's been. He doesn't know about death. We already had the birds and the bees talk. I know how that works. No one, no one ever told him about the death part at the end of life. Right. He's been very sheltered in his royalty playpen. <clears throat> I'm surprised that he, like, su- suicided in the hot oil rather than, oh, I want to be sexy too, which is usually the, motiv- the motivation. I thought that th- that's what was in his brain. Uh, no, apparently, and he, and apparently he made he, a mistake of not being covered in horse sweat first. I mean, that would be the typical story structure. I think that's something that we would we have seen before. Right. But like, I'll this, do that too. <laughs> in this one, he has realized he's lost, and his only recourse, like he's, he looks, he looks at Bella Floor sprouting a lady boner for the hot new chicken wing man, and he's like, "Well, maybe he was hedging his bets." Okay, yeah, I may have lost, and so the only honorable thing to do is seppuku, but there's a chance there that's the magic chance. oil. Will hotify me, and I'm okay with either outcome. Yeah, I guess you just roll the dice at that point. I mean, I'm yeah. ready to die, but if not, and I come out like banging, that's all right too. <laughs> that's probably the best decision he's made. This, <laughs> this story took a turn, <clears throat> kind of at the end there, uh, and it began to sound very much like a five year old had had finished it, <laughs> like a like a regular person told most of the story. And then the like, you know, if I have all, to go to the bathroom. Johnny, yeah. you finish up. <laughs> this is like Jim, like five five year old Jimbo. Why don't you jump in here 
tell tell the people how it ends. Good old Spanish Jimbo. <laughs> then he and then he made up the part about about the horse sweat keeping you alive while you're boiled in oil. Jimbo, the Spanish story prodigy. <laughs> this, he's a legend in in Jimbo, parts of Spain. Jimbo, the co-author of you Folklore Axe Cop. Go down Cartagena way. <laughs> ask about Jimbo, the storyteller, and they'll they'll tell you. They'll speak of him in hushed tones. Yeah. He himself cannot be the subject of a story. Right. Because he's too good. He Only is story. Only anecdotes like we just did. Only anecdotes, not a story. He is story. Telling a story about him would be like a fish having a word for water. <laughs> yeah, just, they can't. You can't do it. He encompasses story, not the other way around. And this is where he got his start. And this is why it's in, it's important to encourage the arts in children. This has been <coughs> your PSA from What the Folk Are. Do you have more questions, Gordy? Do about this m- king? Do I have more? Yeah. Because um, I'm still on this horse. Uh, well, I <laughs> you, mean... You don't accept our perfectly logically sound <laughs> explanation that he's two souls in one horse? No, I accept that part. I just have more questions about him. Okay. Well, do you think there's any chance that the king's soul ended up in a horse? <laughs> is that is that the way of it in Spain? Well, that, that guy did make a special arrangement. Yeah, and how many horses are addicted to crack? <laughs> It does. It does take very particular circumstances. Yeah, if there had not, it just it shows you, it shows you the mysterious ways of the universe. That when this guy died, there happened to be a horse on crack, <laughs> down on his like, like horse. Yeah, like a contemporary of his <laughs> was a was a horse on crack cocaine. There was there was a half empty horse receptacle for him to move into, and that just doesn't happen very often. It's a solid title. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Empty horse receptacle. <laughs> and if you like, if you die, you got to put out the query right then. Are there like, <laughs> hey, like, hey, horses? <clears throat> hey, you got a drug problem? Or is, is there any room? And it's if like they all a, come back no, then it's too it's late. It's like looking for a kidney. Yeah, yeah there, that's a hell of a needle to thread. You got to <laughs> like you're on your way up, and you're like, hey, horses. Anyone? <laughs> it's like quick. Quick, 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 before I get above the clouds. Anybody, anybody got room? Speed? Anyone? <laughs> anybody with a drug problem down there? I'll help you out, make you feel whole again. In a way that drugs cannot. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think statistically unlikely that the king isn't a horse. <laughs> Did the horse retain its drug problem? I think he replaced it with a, a newer drug pop problem, but one that also cures. Which is? Weed. Marijuana. Weed cures everything and is not actually a problem, and you can't get addicted to it. If you ask some users. There's your second PSA, listeners. (laughs) Weed cures crack. (laughs) Yeah, if you. But only for horses. Here's the thing weed is a gateway drug both ways. That's what they don't tell you in high school. It opens the gate out. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're yeah, you, on the bad stuff, weed is your ticket out of there too. That, that sucker is a saloon door. <laughs> what what my dare officer even in regular grade, doors you can walk through <laughs> the two directions. Our, our dare officer in tenth grade should have said, if you like, weed is the gateway drug, and if you get on heroin or or crack cocaine or something even worse, don't worry too much. Chill out. Just smoke another bowl, and you're on your way out. Did a stranger offer you drugs? Because if it's marijuana, it could be a good thing. 
I remember when a lion told me that as well. <laughs> a lion told you that? Yeah. Isn't that the dare mascot? The animated lion. Was it? I, I found. So. I don't know. I found stickers of it like a couple I, years ago. I remember from Dare uh, that we got to drive a golf cart with the beer goggles on, and everybody thought that was a lot of fun. And I do not think it discouraged drunk driving. Because <laughs> one of those it more enticed it. Yeah, one of those was a was an enjoyable kind of fun day where we didn't have to go to class for an hour or two. <laughs> got to goof around, and it was done under supervision and was not dangerous. So that, that younger brother mm-hmm. kind of faded out fast, never got his comeuppance. I assume uh, he <laughs> kept his job. I guess so. Yeah, he kind of faded out. Like, he played a part and then disappeared. But, like, his whole character is not being able to stand when someone's luckier than him. So how is he going to feel with his older brother now looking felt and sexy think, and wearing a crown? Yeah, I think we have a sequel. Yeah, we got a regicide in, in the process. <laughs> Or an attempted regicide. So we gotta keep an eye out for a king with a younger brother who works in the palace who's trying to kill him. <laughs> so if any of our listeners sure dozens of those are familiar, hey, we we didn't think we'd find Snake Boy follow-ups. <laughs> and we have too many Snake Boy follow-ups now. Options. Yes. So we can pick and choose what's the most likely Snake Boy path. <clears throat> so if any of our listeners happen to know of a story especially one in the Spanish region or Spain adjacent where a king's life is threatened constantly by his younger brother who works for him, let us know. Portugal, that's pretty close. France, pretty close. This has been Geography Corner with Gordy. Do you want to just like name all the countries that there are? No, I don't want to do that. Name, had- name the ones that are close to Spain. Close to Spain? Yeah. I mean, those are the two big ones. Uh, did you have any more horse questions, or have we yeah, satisfied your horse curiosity? <laughs> it's not terribly important. I was just curious how he knew exactly what to do. The horse? Yeah. I assume well, that it's divine guidance. And I mean, can he, can yeah, he talk like, to other animals, and did he arrange like it? He's when, basically Clarence. When you die, and you are selected to be a counselor to a drug-addled horse in rehab, then you are given certain divine privileges... And inside knowledge so that you can not only guide this horse to a better life, but help others along the way. It's a very big job being a drug-addled horse's guidance counselor from inside the horse. It's a, it's a full-time job. Yeah. It's a, it's a highly immersive job. You really get into that horse's experience. I'm done. That seems true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Morocco and Andorra. So today we learned a good math lesson. One debtor plus one crack at old horse soul equals one complete horse. A savior. Yes. Also something about good deeds? I don't know. Something yeah. about good deeds. I don't remember that part very well, You honestly. gotta do like a hundred of them and you get your body back. That would be a good TV show. I would watch a TV show about a guy who dies and comes back as half a horse. <laughs> Two, that'd be a good buddy, like buddy show. Two two people who share a horse body, who have to do a hundred good deeds to get their souls back. That's a good TV show. Let's cast that instead of a story. I'm much more invested in this project now. Who are our horse gentlemen? Um, 
Uh, I kind of want Jackie Chan to be one of them. Is he a good influence horse? Huh? Defend that. Defend it? Yeah. Why? He has no business on television. See, weed horse or crack horse? He's a film star. He's a movie star. You're right. What? See, weed horse or crack horse? Well, apparently he's neither because he belongs in movies and not television. It's a very defined line and you do not cross it. We don't have budget for his stunts. I don't know. Patrick Warburton? Can he be one of them? Sure. Is he weed horse or crack horse? Who's the dad on Speechless? Because I kind of see him. <laughs> that That's good. I can't, I can't remember his name. I can see him as a wisecracking half of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting thing to say to an actor. <laughs> I, I, I hate to, to typecast here, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put you in too many of these roles, but could you play half of a horse? <laughs> It'd be a good show. Yeah. That guy fighting with Patrick Warburton. Good show. Over control of a horse. Yeah. To do good deeds. <clears throat> good one. Well, Wrap- we've we done it again. Wrapped it all up. <laughs> Fixed this one. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to our Patreon subscribers. If you want to become one of them, follow the links to the places. Um, we're What the Folklore Everywhere, or WT Folklore. Google will find us. Uh, and uh, that's it for us. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.